forever. Dog. It's a weird fun fact about me. I've never lived by myself. Oh wow, really? Like uh, as an as, or I guess ever. I was gonna say as an adult, but I, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, grew up in a you know family with the family, and then went to college, had roommates in my dorms, and then when I graduated college, moved into another apartment with two roommates, and then after that with Tessa, never lived alone. Have you ever had any like? extended periods of time where you were living in any one of those spots by yourself or you know what I mean like N- nothing longer than a, like a week oh wow I don't think yeah maybe two but I, I don't even think I don't think I've ever even hit two I feel like a week is probably the, the longest yeah maybe a couple of days wow yeah. that's wild isn't that wild I don't have much different of an experience than that but, but apart from one of my dorms one year was a was a single so i was by myself in that dorm room but like but you're still surrounded by you know you're still surrounded by everyone that goes to your school did you share a bathroom or yes yeah yeah down the hall was the common bathroom and what about a kitchen yeah and kitchen area and then the only time i've really been by myself for an extended period i've had like like been on jobs and have stayed by myself for like a couple months, but that, but, but that's it. That's like staying by myself in someone's, you know, but yeah, but no, but not the responsibility of like uh, the rent is only me or any of that stuff. Like there's stuff that comes into play there. But you had, yeah. Yeah. But I know the independence, I guess, I guess I have the understanding of the, like, you know, waking up and going to sleep independent of anything of anyone you know (laughs) it's wild to think how absolutely common it is for adults to have roommates well into their 30s like it's like you know what i mean like a 30 something year old with like two roommates feels like uh like a premise like yeah for (laughs) something like back in like 1990 you know but like now it's like no, you know, like if George and like Jerry had to move in together because like they couldn't pay the rent, that would be like an episode, you know, but like on Seinfeld. But like now it's just like, yeah, that's like the most common. Like that's very, very common. Yeah. My older sister was <laughs> recently know? asking because she might she might move from where she is. And she was like, well, how? And she's been by herself. But she's like, well, am I too old for a roommate? And I was like, I don't think. So I don't think you are, you know, if you if if that was what you chose to do right now. I don't think there is a such thing as too old for, for roommates. And I guess I guess anymore. You know, maybe there used to be, but now does she have does does she have them now? Does she have roommates? No. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, well no she doesn't. She certainly doesn't have bromates. <laughs> she doesn't have any roommates? No, she doesn't have she doesn't have bro mates no she oh, doesn't okay i wasn't uh yeah it sounded like she was like uh you know thinking maybe possibly she it didn't would sound no it didn't sound to you like she might have it didn't <laughs> this is just a you are using a term it doesn't make sense the term doesn't make sense okay let's talk about the term doesn't make First sense of all, bro is bro is genderless so you know 
But bro, so is mates. And both of the <laughs> bro and mates, they're the same thing. You're saying the same thing twice. I can't believe they don't even say that in the movie. They, no one says, you can't be bro mates. It's like saying bro bros or mate mates. <laughs> that's what it's saying. Oh, that's right. This movie. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Get us out of here. We're stuck. No, because I don't do the bit this. anymore. So I know I just forgot that. Yeah, that's right. The movie we're doing. Don't <laughs> say it like a. All right. Yeah, I do miss my bromates, though. You know what I mean? All right. Well, let's start the show. Jonathan Raylock. James Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood City. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna touch a dog's ass. No, just get the. It's your semen. Get the. Get you get the condom out of the. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing a dog's ass. But you. But it's your semen. But it's your dog. But it's your semen. But it's your dog. I'm gonna do this for 40 more minutes. Okay. Yeah, that was a joke in the film Bromates. <laughs> for those of you who are listening. <laughs> For the first time, welcome. Welcome. Honestly, I'm. we are glad you are here listening to this podcast. This, for the first time, and you clicked on Bromates. You're like, I've never, you're like, a movie I've never heard of, but I don't know. I listened, I I just, I wanted to hear what they thought. I didn't know it existed, and but here it is, and that's okay. No, welcome, and you deserve a medal. Give this person, whoever's listening to this this episode for the first time, you get a medal. You get an all-expenses-paid trip. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Well, listen, for those who have listened before, you know what this is. We're a film review podcast. We review the films of leading Black actors. We talk about them in the context of race and diversity in Hollywood. Black people, Hollywood City. Okay. Yeah. That's That was James. G- generally, three of us on this podcast. Today, you'll hear two voices. Two distinct voices, and the the first voice that you'll be hearing the the voice of someone who sounds like they have their life together. You know, they they understand how to be in a relationship without you know just screwing it up by paying for a stripper. <laughs> <laughs> that is the voice of Jonathan Braylock, and this voice that is also on the toilet and constipated is James the Third. Yeah, see, I did it to myself. I did it to myself. <laughs> I did it to myself that time. <laughs> sure, you did. I did. Look, okay. Today we are reviewing the film Bromates. It is on Hulu. Did Hulu just recently acquire it? Because I felt like it popped up like it was a new movie. Apparently it was released in October. Well, it didn't show up for me. I went down to the, like, what you might like section. And I it took me, like, maybe five pages before I found bromates they were like maybe i think it popped up for me because we watched the drop and they were like all right you like jermaine you must you must like rel which is true yeah i think maybe i saw that after the drop too and then it disappeared for when we were watching it for this i don't know when it dropped on hulu so i guess it's been on hulu for oh no it says maybe january 2023 all right so it's been on hulu for a little over a month now but apparently it was released on VOD. Oh, yeah. It wasn't even in theaters. Until yeah. Then. It says it was released on 100 screens on October 7th, 2022. And then it was also released on VOD, Video On Demand. It premiered at the Boston Film Festival 
in September 2022. And uh, here, because I want to read, the, there's like a, you know what? I think this will be helpful because look, this is a film that stars Lorel Howery and, and Josh Brenner. I say it in that order because Lorel obviously is black. Josh is, is white. If you ever saw Silicon Valley, he was big mouth. What was his name? Big. I don't big, know because I didn't watch that something. show. <laughs> I didn't watch. Oh, it's a, I liked it's It's a fun show. I know it was good and I just never. Yeah. You should go back and watch, watch it, it sometime. Yeah. Big head. Thank you. I, I said thank you to IMDb. Thank you, IMDb. <laughs> Bromates essentially is a film about two friends who have breakups with their girlfriends and they decide to live together and become bromates, which is just bros who are roommates. And the reason that they come up with this name is because roommates is gross. Roommates is gross, but bromates, not gross. Apparently. Yeah, there, there truly is no actual explanation for what the difference between a bromate and a roommate is <laughs> other than the fact that they're friends, I guess. But but that's a that's not terribly uncommon with roommates for two friends to move in together. It's pretty, you know, it doesn't have to be that way, but yeah, exactly. It doesn't it certainly doesn't have to be that way. But that might be one of the reasons you choose you know, one of the few reasons you choose, you know, you're like, oh, there's a couple. One is finances and the other is, I mean, it's, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't quite understand why that's a premise for a film or how that is a, able to be a premise for a film. Like, no, what do you mean? They, they're well, broke. okay, you know what? Before I say anything more, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you get it. Let me, let me read the deadline article. I feel like this will help frame everything for us, okay? Because this isn't an episode. This is not how did this get made. But sometimes we do review films in which we ourselves have that actual literal question. And so that question did pop up for me while watching this film. But let's read the deadline article because this says it talks about Quiver Distribution acquiring the worldwide rights to the buddy comedy. They very specifically say the buddy comedy starring Lil Howery. And they, they mention him first and Josh Brenner. They mention him first? I wonder why that is. They mention him first in, in Deadline. Picture is first in Deadline. Slating it for release on more than 100 U.S. screens and VOD. The film from director Court Crandall, who is credited as Story By for Old School. On the poster, it says from the creator of Old School. He's or from one of the creators of Old School, I believe, because he is has a Story By credit. Court Cortland follows best friends, though polar opposite. Jonesy and Sid, who both break up with their girlfriends at the same time, decide to move in with each other. Things then move quickly from heartbreak to hilarity, to life and death. Pick also boasts an underlying social message, promoting solar energy usage and responsible environment stewardship. It talks about some of the stars. It is Snoop Dogg's executive producing. He's also on the poster or some of the posters of the film. And Crandall, the, the writer-director, said that this is based on, loosely on a true story. We try to create a comedy that delivered the big laughs of our favorite timeless movies while providing a new spin in terms of the makeup of the cast and underlying focus on clean energy, while providing a new spin in terms of the makeup of the cast. So, the big laughs of our favorite timeless movies, but the, the new spin in terms of the makeup of the cast. I don't understand what that means. I, I mean, I think I do very clearly understand what that means. It means it's not just white people, right? Because this is based, this is, 
they're trying to provide the laughs of their favorite of he's white crandall right he's trying to provide the laughs of their him and there's one other white writer their favorite timeless movies but they want they have a new spin in terms of the makeup of the cast because now it's not just no but there are no timeless movies so there are no timeless movies with people of color well, their favorite, their favorite timeless, timeless movies, their favorite movies, their favorite timeless movies. Well, there's also a gay character. Perhaps he's talking about that. And there's a, a Southeast Asian character. Okay. Oh so, my gosh. Let All me just right, keep well. going. <laughs> I really believe that the humor and relatability through the story can bring awareness to clean energy and climate change at the same time, said Kemper. Subtly, through creative projects like Burmates, we are bringing attention to the topic outside the news cycle as an innovative way to reach people. I'm really looking forward to releasing this and working on the next creative project. Okay. The, the more he talks about how subtle the clean energy message is of this movie, the, 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 the more painfully obnoxious and in-your-face the clean energy message of the movie is <laughs> like the more he goes, you know, and we're kind of baking it in. <laughs> what are you talking about? He's this man says it every three words. He says clean every, he doesn't know how to talk about himself without talking about clean energy from the sun. And, and they're saying it's a subtle message. All right. It's fine. I don't okay. care. Well, I don't, quiver, I don't care quiver distribution, <laughs> quiver distribution, who you know distributed this film says it's a uh, hilarious and heartfelt in the same measure. Bromates is a buddy comedy for the digital age, and I want to start there because this is for sure comedy film made for the digital age. As in, it is streaming, and if it wasn't streaming, and if this wasn't an age in which the distinction between major motion pictures and independent films that very few people get to see are blurred because both these films exist on the same streaming platforms. Those streaming platforms do not tell people, rarely tell people how many people watch those movies unless they did extraordinarily well. And therefore, we as consumers don't necessarily have the same kind of especially when it comes to comedies, because as we've been talking about, a lot of comedies are not released in theaters, or if they are, they're limited releases, and then they get released on the... So, so many big comedies. The last one we just did, You People, was released on Netflix. That movie stars Jonah Hill, Eddie Murphy, Julie Louise Dreyfus, Laura London. That film was released on Netflix. We do have zero clue how many people watched it. We do know that it was like number one, you know, in Netflix's top 10 for a while. We don't fully know what that means and we definitely don't there's no box office numbers attached to that so it's just interesting it's just interesting because you can watch both that and this movie bromates and they're both streaming so you know we used to do films for for people who are relatively new to the podcast we used to only we used to not i personally feel like we wouldn't do a film like this if it was four years ago because we'd be like this is a tv movie or this is a straight to dvd release but there are no i mean there are dvds you know what I mean? Not really. Yeah. So <laughs> very few people watch movies via DVD. And therefore, because the way that you can watch this is the same way that you can watch you people and coming to America, you know, we watched it. 
Yeah. But you don't think they also mean for the digital age because literally there's like a TikToker influencer character that has a major like role in the film. Like, I sadly, like, I sadly think that is actually what they mean. I was yeah. The only thing they mean, <laughs> the only thing they mean is yeah. They just mean that there's literally an influencer <laughs> who they call it inf- who very much they can the way anyway. Okay, there's a lot to talk about in this film. This movie, even though it technically was released in theaters, there is no information about how much money it made, probably because it did not really make any money. However, we do have the Rotten Tomatoes ratings, which we read for every single film that we do. James, do you know how much, do you know what the Rotten Tomato is for this film? I can only imagine it's... Okay, what can you imagine? 7%. (laughs) It's a 7%. Actually, too high. It is 0%. Oh, okay. <laughs> but does does that mean it's not, it hasn't been rated? Is that what 0% means? <laughs> like no one's... <laughs> it means uh, it's only, it's it only has 10 reviews and not, not one of the 10 give it, gave it a positive rating. It has a 44% audience score. Fewer than, fewer than 50 people rated it. Uh, audience. Okay. Well, they liked it too much. <laughs> to give you a sneak, to give you a preview trailer for my initial thoughts. Forty-four percent is is entirely too much, and I guessed seven for the critics. So, (laughs) so that's that's (laughs) and highballed it. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Wow. All right. Well. Okay. Well. Okay. Well, I will go. I'll do my initial thoughts. I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. I don't. I don't. I. I did laugh a couple times, but it was often because, like, it's like. (laughs) <laughs> it was oh, wait, no, because okay. it was never like, mind i did there was i think i had three i think i might have had three <laughs> or four sorry i no no sorry, it was just like ahead. there was a lot of like oh uh-huh. too bad this isn't fu-. it would be like it would be <laughs> it would be like that's it made me laugh and then it was like too bad this sucks you know like it was like that was my instant that was my instant thought after each movie. and i and listen i mean no ill will towards any literally any person involved with this even down to the to the writer direct you know i don't, i truly don't mean any but it was just like this is not the kind of movie that i would typically turn on and want to watch and it just and it proceeded to be that for you know two hours however long the movie is there's a lot of like there's a lot of like bits in this you know it's a lot of like this is funny moments you know like instead of like well of course comedies are supposed to have those but it just like felt like it just felt like doing stuff for, to, to, it felt like trying to make me laugh is what it felt like it just felt like trying to make me laugh for two hours and it was like not I didn't feel like I could enjoy and relax and actually laugh at anything because it felt like I could just feel the movie trying you know and I just couldn't I couldn't get into it I couldn't get into it it felt like like cliche and overused jokes too so hearing hearing the guy talk about like how like innovative and, and new and, and fresh it is. It was just like, I don't think you know what you wrote because it was like you wrote, you, it, you, it was something that just feels like I've, I've not only seen this once, but I've seen it a hundred times kind of thing. I don't know what to say besides, oh, and Lil Rel is simply not the lead of this movie. Oh yeah. Okay. These are, these are things I also want to talk about. So the movie opens with a shared, a shared title card credits. It's shared. Okay. And like, and, th- but it, it's rare. That's very rare. I've actually don't. It's rare that you see, you know, like Will Smith and, and Martin Lawrence and Bad Boys or something. It's like when you see it for stuff like that. But like 
this this movie was not that. Okay, Josh is the lead of this movie. Lil Rel is a supporting character in this movie. Yes, he has more lines than the other guys in the ensemble, but he's not a co-lead of this movie at all. There are plenty of times where he's just gone while we are dealing with the story of the main white guy's you know, life and like, and, and it's, it's very deeply evidenced by the fact that they both have a breakup at the beginning of this movie, but the white guy's breakup is the one that matters. And we gotta, we really gotta protect this white guy from his feelings and his emotions, you know, while, while Lil Rel never deals with it and his never deals with it in quote, in quotes and his, his, the white guy's girlfriend, Josh's girlfriend, I can't remember his name in the movie now, but his girlfriend, has a role. <laughs> she has like a role and is a character. Whereas Lil Rel's ex has two scenes and some, and, and in her second scene, we don't even, oh, and then she's in there in the middle doing karaoke, but there isn't even any, there isn't even any resolution to that scene. She's just there for like a second. Like I, I couldn't believe it anyway. So that's frustrating. And then the last thing I want to say is I cannot believe that Marla Gibbs doesn't have an and or a with the, the credits, the, they go through all the credits. It's Marla Gibbs last, and then it's with Rob Riggle and Snoop Dogg. And granted, those two guys are, you know, great and deserve to be highlighted, you know. But Marla Gibbs? <laughs> You're not going to... Comedy legend Marla Gibbs isn't included in that group of... This could have been all ands if you needed to. If that was the problem, if there was a problem, there was, there was too many of those, just have the whole credits be that. <laughs> if you're going to do, do this weird thing where Lil Rel and Josh share a <laughs> share the, the first credit, and then, and then there's all these ands at the end, just throw Marla in there. She's literally a legend. She's literally a legend. Okay, that's it. I'm sorry. We'll talk about it more specifically as we go through it. But those are my... I don't know why you're apologizing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, okay. guys. So I will start with the fact... Since this is Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood, I will start with the fact that I was the one who suggested this film, and I feel bamboozled. <laughs> I feel tricked, yes. hoodwinked. Yep. I apologize. This film should not have been reviewed because <laughs> Rel, even though he is on the poster, this film is literally billed as a two-hander, it says it's a buddy comedy. The premise, the, the the premise of the movie is two best friends who break up with their girlfriends at the same time move in together. That's the the, the movie's called Bro Mates. It's not about these two. It's about this one dude, and Rel is just his buddy, and he actually has two other buddies who are also in the movie. And yes, Rel is in it more, but it's not about Rel. It's 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 not even about their friendship it's truly about this guy not getting over a breakup with a girl who not only cheated on him but was horrible the whole time so it's so weird to watch a film in which you don't care about the story because you already know what needs to happen and you don't like there's no you don't want him to get back together with this girl. He should have broken up with her. He's pretty lame for being with her in the first place and then caring this much about her when she was absolutely horrible. The thing that's so upsetting about the Rel and his girlfriend situation is that actually seemed like a real relationship where the and the reason they break up is so is so kind of silly and dumb. 
or like at least the instigating incident of why they break up is silly and dumb. But then we kind of really learn that it's really because she wants him to grow up and mature. And he's like, well, I can't do that. And so that is just a much more interesting story. And we really don't get that. We definitely don't get the resolution. It just resolves in that way, way that comedy movies just resolve with side characters that they don't really care about. And they just like, oh, these two are together now, which is upsetting. Their friendship doesn't, I mean, like, their friendship isn't really a thing in this movie. We don't really explore it. We don't explore why they were friends, why perhaps, you know, they're they're not as close together anymore. Like, and then... And then in terms of like the actual story, like there's no, not only is there no, really no plot, like things just happen, at least with some movies, if they're like comedies, like you would want them to be like really funny, but they're, but it's not. And like at the end of the day, this movie is, is just not funny. It's, it's not even close to funny. And it's, it is the type of film that you watch and you look back at other movies, at least for me, that you go, you thought you didn't like, and then you go, okay, those movies were actually doing a lot. And I need to, I actually, I, I need to issue an apology. Those movies had a lot of stuff going for that. This movie, I, it's weird because it's, it feels like a National Lampoon straight to DVD movie, except for the fact that at least those movies are operating in like a very clear lane, which is like, were kind of like softcore porn for like teenagers and like middle school dudes who like can't actually or aren't actually watching porn, but like we're gonna like do these like raunchy sex teen comedies where you'll you know like you'll get at least like you know like a, I don't know a couple of like I mean I guess this movie t- technically tries to do that at times, but like. Barely, barely. Um, and not really. I needed you know? more tense. If it was gonna do that, I needed more. I needed more topless women, and there was only a couple topless women in this. <laughs> and because like it wasn't about, it wasn't the movie wasn't like one of the bigger storylines is him trying to hook up with a girl, but like it's, but that's not really the premise of the movie. Like the rebound sex thing is not a big thing. Like it's. And then this whole this whole climate stuff is I couldn't feel more tacked on. It just is it is both very much in your face and there and also has nothing to do with the movie. So it's not subtle, but it's also not it's 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 it's, it's not what the movie's about either. Yeah, it doesn't serve a purpose literally beyond educating you on things that are good about 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 solar energy and so like it's yeah you're you're doing your thing but yeah no no that's exactly right anyway nothing in this movie makes sense but you don't you're not even mad at it because you don't really care you know there are people i really respect in in this movie i think are really good like i think rel is truly hilarious we've and we've talked about some of his movies and whether it's Uncle Drew or what was the, uh, but was it Bad Trip? No. What was it called? What was the one with him and Andre? Yeah, Bad Trip. Yeah. Yeah, Bad Trip. Yeah, like those are really fun movies that he does, I think, really well in. And, and it shows that he absolutely is like a leading man. And so this movie feels like it completely 
I mean, it both, I mean, obviously underutilized him, but also just like used, like actually literally used him, like used his, his name and image that he was in the movie so that people could watch it. Because otherwise, I know for us and anybody listening to this podcast, probably there's zero, we would not be here if it wasn't for Rel. We would not be here. Not only do they use him, he tap dances in the middle of this movie. Well, they literally tap dances. He literally tap dances. And it's gross. When I was was watching it, I was like, oh, this is the point when Jirak would have cut the movie off. (laughs) Jirak would have cut the movie off. And he would have not watched the rest of the movie. And it is... For, I think the movie's about around two hours. I think that happens at around 35, 40 minutes. It happens early enough that there's still a significant amount of movie left. In a different movie, that would be a funny bit, what that was. But because the because the setup, the setup for that joke was so poor, it it just it kind of you just watched it and you're like, oh, oh goodness. Now we have to watch, now we have to watch Lil Rel tap dance on a on a broken Whitney Houston record to make matters worse it's Whitney Houston <laughs> and she's describing all of the dance moves he's doing as he's doing it don't shuffle off to buffalo as he's <laughs> yeah, doing the shuffle step on the that really sh- that really uh, should have been funny it really should have been that would that it really should have been all right okay. so this starts with the starts with Snoop Dogg Snoop Dogg is the is narrating and he says something along the lines of maybe you'll see me later <laughs> and you're like okay well Snoop. <laughs> well then we know yeah, we're gonna yeah, yeah you ep this movie so <laughs> you're also on the poster so yeah <laughs> yeah it's like we see four friends which is immediately confusing because you're like wait what <laughs> <laughs> and none of them are snoop it's also none of them are snoop like it's also obvious so we're hearing snoop's narration <laughs> and there are four kids that are definitely even though one of them is black that kid's definitely little rel you can tell it's little rel and then the rest are clearly not snoop and he's narrating about what we're about to see confusing but one of them is using a solar panel to power essentially like a like a jacuzzi yeah that's what's happened so he's they're powering a jacuzzi with (laughs) like and seemingly an inflatable pool making that a jacuzzi while by using solar energy and that's how we get the idea that like this is like a you know this is a friend group and they're they're all sort of they're all sort of you know dropping everything to help this white boy with his plight of solar power (laughs) you framing it like that just made me realize that's exactly what this movie this movie is about (laughs) three this movie is about three minorities dropping their entire lives to help a white a white man get over a break his breakup with a terrible girlfriend (laughs) they're dropping everything to help their white male friend their their straight cis white male friend one of them it works in special ops (laughs) <laughs> but but nope he's he's gonna drop everything to help they're literally all dropping everything they and they they say it they they call each other up and they they're they're like we gotta execute a rescue mission we gotta help our white friend that's that's actually dark so 
so yeah, we uh, very quickly learned that it's about this uh, big head. I'm sorry, not big head's name is Sid in the film. He has an influencer girlfriend who keeps demanding he take pictures that she's not happy with and makes him retake it. She's supposed to, I guess, be out of his league because she's yeah hot. No offense to the actress, but like, what do we, what? (laughs) (laughs) It's weird because it does seem like the vibe is like they wouldn't be together. That's the vibe. But then you also don't get what that would be unless you're only thinking about their looks, (laughs) you know, like unless you're only thinking about like superficial things of like, well, he's into solar energy and she's into taking pictures of herself. They don't, they won't, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, (laughs) there's nothing. I do know what you mean. I doesn't, I don't. I don't know why they're together. I don't, uh, the only reason, the only reason I think we are supposed to get from why he's with her is because she's hot. Right? Because there's no other, re- we don't see anything else. He, he, I guess, eventually said, like, he's like, oh, I miss all these things. But all the things he says that he misses are like messed up stuff. But I'm like, why are the, what? You miss her, like, demanding you take several pictures of you like yeah yeah i don't we get a scene where she's like giving the ice cream to the dog and like wants to take a picture of that and he's like i don't think we should give the ice cream to the dog and she's just like stop like and then we're supposed to know that he's a really good guy i guess this is his save the cat moment because he buys a different another ice cream for a little girl who dropped hers this is a this is a funny joke in in theory you know so he like buys another ice cream, goes over, and they just start screaming pedo. And he's like, no, no, no. Like when I say that out loud, I'm like, that's funny. No, no, I, I didn't laugh. And they even call back to it in a way that I went, this was I, actually, I, this was one of the first laughs. I go, haha, it's the same kid. But it was like, too bad this sucks. Like it was, it was, <laughs> but it was literally the thought right after that was like, yeah, well, too bad. <laughs> you know, like they're doing a callback and the callback makes sense. And it's like, well, too bad I hated everything I watched up until this point, you know? It just wasn't executed properly, I don't think. I think the kids weren't, I think they were like, it was like too, like they were hitting it too hard and they weren't scared. They were just like, beat out, beat. It was like, it felt like they were bullying, it felt like they were bullying him as opposed to being terrified of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I actually think it's funnier if they're if they're terrified and they think he's a pedophile. As opposed to... No, I don't know. I'm explaining why a joke didn't land. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, well, I was going to say, for me, there were a couple times where it seemed like things were set up that could have had consequences, but then but then are instantly resolved. This is what I part of what I mean by it. it's just like a series of, of, of bits and nothing connects. Like, like he's, he's... Like, right before that happened in the park, he gets set up to be the guy to, to lead some big presentation or be at some big meeting or, or something that we do end up seeing, but I, you know, this, but, and then it's like, oh shit, he's in the park and a bunch of kids are calling him a, a, a pedo and his, and his, you know, influencer girlfriend is trying to get pictures right now. Oh, like this could be really bad for him. <laughs> you know, like this, could, <laughs> this could then, this could then spiral into the net and oh, and he's going to lose his job. And now they're going to be bromates. But, Nothing happened after this. <laughs> he, he just he just runs from the park, and then it's fine. And so it's like, okay, it, it is. It's it's a funny situation. But then if nothing, if nothing happens as a result of the funny situation, then it has zero impact. Then I just 
then I just watched kids be afraid of a guy. You know what I mean? Like, then I just start thinking too much about <laughs> the, the thing. Yeah, sure. <laughs> we see Rel. Did we see? Do we see Rel at work with the porta potty before he breaks up with the girlfriend? Y- yes, yes, I think so. Yeah, because he has his own family business. I guess so. I don't. Or no, I mean it was just called like the Johnsons family porta potty, or not porta potty, whatever it was called. He makes the woman say it. He's like, it's not a porta potty. I don't know. It wasn't funny. <laughs> it wasn't. It just wasn't. It just. <laughs> it. it I, I didn't even understand why they thought that was a funny joke. Like, anyway, he 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 winds up breaking up with his girlfriend because his girlfriend comes home and she sees him tickling some woman in lingerie on a sex swing and she's like oh my god and then he's like what and she's like you're cheating on me you're you know after screwing this girl and he's like no no i'm not screwing her i'm tickling her you know and he seems to not even understand why his girlfriend's upset and it literally says she like you're always jumping to conclusions he apparently bought the sex swing and then wanted to test it to make sure it was safe and therefore hired a stripper model something to come over and swing on it while he tickled her. Yes, but but the, but the thing the reason why I feel like the reason why the thing that justified it for me in his mind is that they were also testing to see if it chafes. So you needed it to be on a it needed to be on a physical person, and she also needed to be in lingerie. <laughs> so it like so, so you know he was like, oh, I guess I'll hire a stripper because that's what makes that's what makes sense. It's the only way to, it's, to do it's, it's it's truly insane. It's like an in, it's a fully com- comedy movie insane thing, which again I don't really care that much about. If we don't have to care about that relationship, and we kind of don't have to care about that relationship, he like breaks up, and then he's kind of pretty much okay with it for most of the movie. And that was another thing, though. That was another thing that I wanted to to have a larger impact. But does it? And this is me thinking about it through the lens of our podcast, I guess, which is like Rel is a co-lead of this. If Rel's a co-lead of this and, you know, and he literally calls Sid and is like, I, oh my God, she broke up with me. Can we talk? And Sid's like, I can't talk to you right now. I have to take pictures for my terrible girlfriend. <laughs> you know? Then, then literally like... All of Sid's stuff is clearly more important than Rel's stuff. And so then you want like their, them to have some kind of a fall, eventually have some kind of a falling out that's like, you know, you didn't even care about my, you know, my my girlfriend dumped me too. You know, why why don't you see that? You know, something. We, we and, really, but then that, he does. there was none of that. Technically, technically at one point he says like, you're never there for us. But that was in relation, it was like in the argument for him to like go to Texas to chase this girl. And it was like, like, you got to do something for us so that because so we can help you. And it was like, what? (laughs) Like The logic was so convoluted. It, it, It just was, it made no sense. And we never get a moment where Rel's like, man... I guess I was in reality, I was just pushing you to do this because 
I felt like if you got over your girlfriend, I would be able to get over mine. We don't, we ever get that moment. It's crazy. Because <laughs> they don't care about his character. So anyway, he, he breaks. Those. So we're also introduced to like angry Mike, who's, who's played by the very funny Asif Ali, who I've met several times. It's a wonderful human being. Very funny. Very funny. His character is just that he's, it's, he's literally named Angry Mike and it's just that he's angry. He's just pissed at everything. But he's a major part of this movie. It's not like, <laughs> you know, like in old school they had. I don't, I'm not going to remember. I'm not going to oh, okay, remember. You know, but, okay. But, but Blue was the old dude, the really old. I saw it, but it, but it was so long ago. Right. Uh-huh. I guess what I'm trying to say is they treat it the other these other two people in the in the four foursome you know of the friends they treated the other two as if they were like some of the pledges in old school but the but we it's like but the pledges in old school get to be that because they're minor characters as opposed to you know the bit like will farrell luke wilson vince vaughn you know the main characters of the film anyway so he just he's just angry and we never, there's no explanation to why. So he just has to be angry all the time. Again, a funny, a, a somewhat funny bit on paper of him. The acting in this movie is not great. I don't, I'm, I'm not talking about Asif. I'm like, a lot of the... I liked him. I liked no, him. no, no, not Asif. I'm not talking about Asif. I'm talking about the, the white dude that he, that couldn't find his phone. A lot... A lot of the support, a lot of the like day players in this movie, I truly thought were not good. Like they didn't bring extra funny to it. Like, I mean, don't get me started on the millennial car rental guy. That, mm-hmm. I, well, it's like that. I don't know why they thought that was funny. They were like such uh, big characters. Like, like they were like instead of being like instead of being real people who like had a thing about them. Yeah. Yeah, they were like caricatures. Yeah, they were, they were, they were. And so just every line out of their mouths, you're like, I don't want to listen to this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> normally in comedy, nor, uh, normally in comedy films, what they do is they'll cast almost non-actors in these kinds of roles. Like they'll cast, like they'll find like some really weird person who just brings their natural self to it. You know, that I also typically get annoyed by, but at least it's like, it doesn't feel like this person's acting. In these roles, it felt like to me, not only did it feel like they cast real actors, but they cast real actors who also weren't comedians, but then made them do these big comedic roles, you know? So it was like, it felt so forced and really bad. Like, like really bad. <laughs> like, I haven't seen that bad of acting in a film in, in quite some, I can't really remember the last time I've seen it where it was so like, it was like, did you guys not like do a real casting notice? Like what, you know what I mean? And again, I'm, I'm so sorry. I really am so sorry if this was you and you're listening to this because you're like really excited about your first film or something. I don't, know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the direction was good. So I don't think they ever helped. And maybe they were even pushed to do it broader than, it, than, they, than they wanted. But yeah, I mean, it's yeah, I don't know. Were they trying to skewer millennials? Like this whole like couldn't find his phone thing was like 
Like he comes to a thing and he's like, I can't find my phone. I mean, yeah, no, I get, I guess, I guess, I guess the, there's a, there's a take here that like, you know, that millennials are, I don't know. <laughs> millennials suck, I guess is the take. <laughs> but, but yeah, they just felt too big and too outs. Like, like even the like, and again, the, uh, I, I don't begrudge anyone's performance in this. I don't, I don't think anybody had like they didn't no people didn't have much to work with but like even the like the boyfriend in the in the redneck community who's like who's just like it's like every line is like but the the stuff he had to say it was like what is that like <laughs> like what are we what are we doing it's 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 i was i, I watched it and i went i wa- i watched this and i legitimately thought like rednecks don't deserve this <laughs> like the thought the thought i had while watching it was like you know like we get mad about like stereotyping and like all of this stuff and it and it was just like there isn't there isn't a modicum of of truth in what i'm looking at <laughs> what i'm looking at this is just like buffoonery and like they're making these people <laughs> they're making these people show up to to work and like shit on an entire population of folks who you know, for all intents and purposes, are just trying to live their damn lives. <laughs> and like, they don't deserve this redneck convention to be presented in this way. Yeah. Anyway, so he finds out that his girlfriend, by he, I mean Sid, finds out his girlfriend is cheating on him with their next door literally lives in like a two you know home thing kind of and they live like right next door this guy his name is klaus i know because i'm the ivb he's a puppet guy <sighs> this again felt forced i don't and maybe this again like who knows this actor could be absolutely incredible for all i know but this, it did nothing. It did he nothing was, for me. And he it was, was Javelin in the Suicide Squad. I don't remember him in Pitch Perfect 2, but he was Javelin in the Suicide Squad. And I, I liked him in that. He was very funny as that character in that. How quickly does he die? In the- he's, in that, he's in that first group. He's in that first group. He's the one who's like, your name is Lettuce? <laughs> he's that guy. <laughs> How could the name be Lettuce? All names are letters. It's a funny bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny line. All names are letters. All names are letters. So I hated this. I fully hated this. I hated the puppet thing. I hated that that how close he lived. I hated that immediately it seemed like something was going on between the two of them. I hated it. We get a scene, the obligatory, they're having sex so loud, and he can hear it through the other, through the door. There were the so walls. many we've seen this you know when snoop dog shows up later they're like snoop uh mr dog uh s- sir like it was just like what do you mean <laughs> what do you mean mr dog okay that's in everything <laughs> that's literally in everything snoop's ever done take it out do something else <laughs> again i don't fault the actors at all i do feel i honestly there were some scenes where i actually felt like i could see i could see the like like the exasperation in their eyes of like, what are we doing? I'm just like, I don't know. He just told us to do this. I gotta do it. 
like I felt like I could I could feel it like coming through the screen in certain scenes. I just was like, oh, they none of them want to be here. They all know this is bad. They all everyone knows it's bad, and they're just like, we've got paid to do it, you know. And man, ah, how I wish I could be that person. Anyway, one day, one day we'll just be that person who just just like. Just be like, we got to do this. This thing that we all know is terrible. <laughs> Any character in this movie, I would have loved it. I would have loved it. If I could I could have played the phone guy. <laughs> I could have been the guy trying to get my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, to be fair, I feel like Rel always kind of brought it. I really think that he, I honestly feel like he was trying. Like, no. He brought it with... And he was working with nothing. Yes. He brought it with the sense... It, I, it truly has that feeling of like, you know, like when Shakespearean actors talk about like why they do like a Marvel movie, you know, like the comparison of like that script versus Shakespeare. It was that. Like it was... He, he came in with like, I am a juggernaut of comedy. <laughs> and so every line was delivered with a passion and a specificity, you know, and like it was like he is doing the thing. He's he's doing this as if he is your Chris Tucker's in Rush Hour, you know, your Eddie Murphy's in Beverly Hills Cop, you know, and all of those buddy movies. He was like bringing it on that level, but with a script that was just so <laughs> like couldn't believe it. And I then, couldn't you believe know what? it. Not only the script, like why did they pair these two actors together? <laughs> Listen, it's inspired by you know a true I mean? story. It's it's inspired by a true no, story, Brady. There's no there's and James, so <laughs> there's no chance this was inspired by oh the the dude the, the bro mates that this was inspired by did not look like or feel like these two people. There's not, not a chance in hell. And there's not a chance in hell. And I really do not know who the executives are, were or or I, I, who, I don't know who was in charge of this, whether it was the director or exe- whatever, whoever signed off or whatever. I really, really deeply want to understand why they thought like Lil Rel Howery and Josh Brenner would be a great comedic pair. Yeah. Because I mean, but is it? Is they it, aren't. <laughs> but is it? They just I, they not. They're not, and it's not even close. It's not, and I don't even know what it would be. I don't know what it would look like for them to be that. Yes, I fully, I fully hear you. But I, but I wonder. Is it the script, though? Like, is it because the script is like a it is like a very like, you know, particular kind of nerdy, you know, reserved guy. Yeah. with Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I guess technically it is. But like, what is the. We know I, I assume I don't know, Josh. I assume he can improvise on a on a comedic set. Right. I know Rel can't. When you have two f- funny, gifted, comedic actors who know how to riff, you should at least see a scene, even if the script isn't great, where they find something. Did you feel like we had that scene in this movie? No, but you know what scene I think it was supposed to be? <laughs> what, what scene? I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not reaching in there. <laughs> was it? Yeah. Was it the scene you quoted? That scene was, was 30 minutes long. It was 
it was a 30 minute long debate. Why about, did they think this was funny? I have no idea. It was so frustrating how long we were sitting in this very, just very basic. Like, I can't believe someone thought like, yeah, the dog eats the, first of all, even before we get here, even before we get here, we get the offensive. He's having sex. Yeah, he's having sex literally right literally over him. Over him. <laughs> what? I, what? What? Yeah. So he's <laughs> and, just the, he's just the worst human being ever. <laughs> and then he's what? like, "Well, I'm not getting a condom. That's you at all." Oh, he he also. I think he also says, "I didn't know you were that light of a sleeper," which is. <laughs> Which is a funny thing to say because it's so ridiculous. But again, it was like, why do you put them in these situations where it's so hard for them to riff? Because the the comedic premise, the setup of the scenes is like so bad. And also, also, you you simply can't do this after having Rel say, maybe I'll do it while you're asleep. No, you you can't. <laughs> you can't do that because it doesn't feel like his character doesn't even feel like the kind of guy who is that sleazy, you know, who's like, who like wouldn't even, if the reason the stripper was there in the beginning was just to test and all of that is true, then he also wouldn't <laughs> have sex over his buddy's sleeping body. Now, if that is true, then I need him, then I need him to be sneaking off and having sex with more people throughout this movie. You know what I mean? Like it just it's that's yeah, just he not needs the to be character. that guy. <laughs> that's no, that well, well, the reality is we don't get we don't know what his character is because it the actions don't match up with what it just doesn't it, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. And again, we don't nothing none of these none of these relationships are explained. We don't know why we don't know anything really about rel we don't know about his relationship at all we don't know why sid was with his girlfriend we don't know why sid and rel are friends we don't know why the four of them are friends we don't know why this one gay dude decides to just help these like straight guys constantly and then they don't seem there there's no we don't like we don't see them sticking up for each other they all stick up for sid you know, but that's pretty much it. The gay character's name in script is Runway Dave. Now listen. Listen, okay? I am not even commenting on that. The culture of, literally, if, if there's someone that you know in your crew who is a Runway Dave, <laughs> and that's their name, right? I'm not commenting on that culture. I'm commenting on the fact that certainly two straight white men <laughs> wrote a gay character and they named him Runway Dave. I cannot believe the IMDb credit <laughs> is Runway Dave. That's all. Just wanted to say that. I've said this before and I'll say it again because this film certainly it belongs in this category. In order for a comedy film to work, it needs to have a comedic premise that's funny. This movie has no comedic premise. There's not a com there. There is no comedic premise to this movie. It's not funny that two guys move in together after they break up with their girlfriends. 
That's just something that happens in life. It's not <laughs> weird. There's nothing strange about it. There's nothing that you don't you don't go, oh my goodness, what would happen? It now, this is a black dude and a white dude. Now, this movie doesn't pretty much doesn't talk about race at all, which is also weird because <laughs> they're two different races. <laughs> and you have <laughs> and you have a it's just like I was just like, what, what? How did we don't talk about race at all? Like, okay, and fine, you don't want to talk about race, but then make the movie about something. It's not about yeah. anything because, like, it you you would think you would think from the title, bromates that we're like essentially about to get like odd couple level antics for hour fifteen or more of a two hour movie, but 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 like we said their characters aren't t really rendered to be like yin and yang to each other, you know, or, or opposing forces in that way. Even though there are those moments of like, oh, you're having sex over me, or oh, you want me to go out and I don't want to go out. I'm not the type of guy that goes out or whatever. But like that, their chance was that, you know, their, their chance was the behavior of these two guys and it's just not in the it's just not in the movie <laughs> you know it's just not I in the movie it, it, it's so strange how this movie goes from so they move in together we have this scene where he has sex over him we have another scene where sid uh, has a meeting at their house that's a grief like support group and everybody there is there because they've literally like their significant others have died or like their relationships like or with people who have died and he doesn't. But that's the premise of Dead to Me. And so I was literally watching this going like, I was like, so you just stole this. Like the only thing that's kind of funny about this scene is also just like, the in the pilot of a really great Netflix show, Dead to Me, where the woman finds out that like this other friend that she has is in this grief group, but she her boyfriend is still alive. Anyway, so I was literally I was just watching like okay, and then and then they are like, all right, now we're gonna go to karaoke, and then at karaoke he just sees a girl who he talks to, who is played by what's her name? Yeah, Taryn Manning, who's Darlene. She was in Orange Is the New Black. And then she's like, yeah, I got to go. And they're like, let's go after her. But we don't, the, the, they don't, we just, we have a karaoke scene where they're singing together, but it's not that funny. There's no chemistry. There's no chemistry there, like at all. There's zero chemistry. And then, then he goes, and then they're like, let's go. Like, why? Like, why not just try to hook up with another girl? Like, why are they flying? And then he's risking his job for this. It doesn't make any sense. And then, yeah, now we, when, when they go to Texas, we get the redneck games or whatever the heck, where he's like, they're throwing toilet bowls. And I didn't understand it. I, di I didn't understand how we were there. And then I also didn't understand. Yeah. And then, and then the, the, if you're going to go to a redneck convention, with a bunch of people of color <laughs> and a gay man, <laughs> you know, you gotta 
figure out how to deal with the realities, which is there is that point when the when the when the boyfriend goes, uh, you had the hot. <laughs> he literally calls him like, you had the, you had the hot gay boy t- walk or the hot redhead or whatever he, he called. <laughs> uh, but that's the only time they they directly address it. But it's like when after when Lil Rel hits that white woman in the head, I'm like, well, this is it. <laughs> you know, like you gotta something's gonna happen here if this if if he's hit a white woman and in like the head. Kind of does later. <laughs> Kind of, you know what I mean? Like they're mad at him later on. They're like, "You're the dude," but only kind of. You're the dude that That's did 100%. that, yeah. and it's not for the yeah. Ugh. We don't even get like a fun little sex scene. Like, just never happens. No, they they chicken out. <laughs> they chicken out of the fun sex scene that that could it's happen. Just, I was like, "Well, isn't that isn't that the whole point? <laughs> Shouldn't that be the whole point of this movie?" Then, like, aren't you just one of these movies? But it's isn't not. That why you do this movie? It's not. It's not. This is not. That's the the funniest thing about this film is that it's not a raunchy sex comedy, (laughs) but it's also nothing else. You know what I mean? Like, it feels like that's what it wants to be because there's nothing else to it. Like, there is legitimately no comedic premise to this film. The, The casting doesn't make any sense. There's no chemistry between pretty much anybody in the movie. And there's no story. And the jokes are bad. And they're stale, and they're not nothing. Like, and that's never innovative. Even like I don't, I don't like I. Rob Riggle's in this movie, but like, does he get jokes? Like, I feel like so, there. It feels like there's so little jo- actual jokes in this film. Yeah, yeah, and I found that surprising too. He's he's mostly just like big energy, you know. Like he he's he's brings a lot of energy to the character. And he at the end, you know, disrupts their little sweet moment. And he call he calls, he says, In he a way says, that doesn't I, make sense, but yes, right. But he's like, I was shooting at a bird, you know. Like he was like, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> and he caught a fish. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, that was funny. And I'm sure that was improvised. That was one of the. That was probably one of the mo- moments I laughed. I think I laughed at something, Runway Dave said. I. I forgot what though. Runway Dave is just just having. He's the one who's having sex in the movie. It's it's strange. They also like his his whole thing is like he takes too long because he's always working yes, on his and this skin. Is another care. way that that this is another way that they're digging in to millennials here, you know, because of his skincare routine being so involved. You know, that's a TikTok. And uh, <laughs> dude, the millennial. First of all, I don't even I didn't understand. I didn't. Were they skewering something real? This millennial oh, no car idea. rental service? Yeah, no like idea. I was like, what is this supposed to no be? Idea. Did you just make that? OK, so you just made this up. But then also I was like, what? I was like, what do you think? Right. Millennials are. Uh, what? This guy was talking so... I was like, so this is just a stoner 90s kid? Like, this isn't a millennial. This is Gen X. Like, a millennial doesn't... (laughs) What millennials talk like this? Uh, And then then also, like, I think the car being, like, feminine hygiene products on the car. uh, Yeah, like, is that supposed to be a a millennial thing? (laughs) 
No, I think that was just supposed to be a joke and it was supposed to be funny that they're driving a maxi pad car. I fully hated when when <laughs> when Snoop showed up. <laughs> I fully hated when Snoop okay, showed up. Okay, when Snoop shows up. So, for those of you who and 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 we should say, obviously you know that we spoil movies. This is way too late to tell you that, but you we should also say you shouldn't you shouldn't watch this movie. So Snoop Dogg, they knew they needed him in the movie. And so instead of trying to devise a way for him to enter that would make any lick of sense, they literally, they're in Texas. They're in Texas. Right? They're in Texas. His grandma lives in Texas. They literally have, his grandma lives in Texas. Okay. They literally have these guys crash a car and then get out of the car and Snoop Dogg is just there. And says, you crashed into my grandmother's car. And then he's like, I'm going to mess you up. But the next scene is them in jail because they've been arrested for the car crash. And then we get our obligatory jail bit that they were like, well, we can't. It's not PC to have any gay rape jokes, but we'll have like, we'll have like an inference to it. Like it won't be like we won't do it. Like, we won't say anything, but we'll, like, still kind I of infer it. all of this. Because they don't I know what else. They literally have so no much. idea what else to do. They have <laughs> no this. clue. What did they call What did they call Angry Mike? They called him not Girly Man, but something like that. And then, and, and then when they leave, the, they leave the prison, they don't know who bailed them out. Yeah, they're like, who, who, who bailed us out? It must have been a lot of money. And then it, it's Snoop Dogg who bailed them out. It's not Snoop Dogg playing a character. It's Snoop Dogg playing himself. So Snoop, the real, the actual rapper Snoop Dogg has bailed out these four dudes, friends who crash into his mo- grandmother's car. And the reason he said that he do- did it is because he's looking on the bright side of life. And yeah, my grandma's car is t- total, he but at least I get Marcus new friends. Aurelius. Which I guess is hilarious to hear Snoop reciting Marcus Aurelius. And then, and then yes, they're friends now. That is the scene. But then we get Marla Gibbs. We get Marla Gibbs for a little bit. Yeah, then we get Marla Gibbs because they go over to Snoop's house and Marla is a grandmother. And, oh, because Snoop's like, let's go party. And then they're like, Snoop's parties suck because they just he just brings them over to the grandmother's house. Wait, I couldn't believe this. So you have Snoop, right? And Snoop's like, let's party. And then they get into Snoop's Cadillac in slow motion to not a Snoop song. <laughs> I couldn't. Be- I couldn't believe that they weren't they couldn't playing. Af- they couldn't afford they- it. <laughs> Snoop is a producer on this. He's a producer on this. I and I. I honestly believe they could not afford it. <laughs> I couldn't believe they were playing just some other raps. I was like, well, Snoop has a verse, must have a verse on this. It's going to come later. And then they, and we never heard him rap. Oh, unbelievable. And then they smoke some weed, kind of. That's the other thing. This isn't a stoner comedy either. It sure isn't. It sure it's isn't. not. It's not a stoner comedy. It's not a stoner comedy. And it's also not a raunchy sex comedy. What is this? I don't know. I can't tell you. <laughs> so uh, uh, one reviewer compared it to Meet Joe Dirt, and I was like, "Meet Joe, not Dirt. Meet Joe Dirt. It's just called Joe 
Just Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt. Dirt. Yeah, Meet Joe Black is the movie you were thinking. (laughs) But Joe, but really? Are you saying that because you're like, for as bad as Joe Dirt is, that was it was funnier than this. (laughs) Well, Joe Dirt has a has Joe Dirt has a premise, (laughs) doesn't it? We're looking at yeah. Joe Dirt does have a premise. It does have a premise. It does have an actual premise, and it's based off of like a like an actual. Yeah. An actual, like, character. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're, like, seeing that character interacting in worlds that he's, that, what are we talking about, Joe Dirt? That comment's canceled, I think. We're going to cancel that comment. I want to read some of these. Oh, wait. I guess, well, well, yeah. What else is there to say? Then There's they, nothing they, else to say. So they, he they, call, they, oh, they, right. <laughs> yeah. The job fires him, but then, but then he goes back and then. And he talks to that guy and he like gives an impassioned speech about how much he really does care about solar energy. And so maybe he gets hired back. But before that, his girlfriend wants to go come back together with him. And he's like, he goes, he drops everything to do that. And then he's like, actually, we should be broken up. And then she's like, you broke up with me on Instagram live. How could you? And then he goes over to Rel's. And that also doesn't have any like that could have had even bigger consequences. Also, like like he could have been like he's famous now because he because he aren't you the guy who broke up with so, such and such on her on her on her live? Yeah, or you would think something like that would happen. Yeah, that would be fun. Nothing happened. Uh, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, he goes over to Rel's and Rel's just to get back together with his girlfriend, and he says, "Yeah, you know, apparently the whole begging on your knees thing actually works." So. We don't get to see it. We just hear that that's how it is, and they're back together. And they're cool. The friends are cool. And Angry Mike is Happy Mike now because he hung out with Snoop and realized life's too short. So now he's Happy Mike. And Runway Dave is still in the military, which is like, okay. And he's coordinated a drone strike at some point. (laughs) I don't know. What else? there's nothing else to say. That's it, right? There is nothing else to say. No, they do they do get to do their handshake, which would have been impactful if this was a movie about bromates. But instead it meant instead it meant I don't nothing. even remember the setup. Was there a setup for the handshake? I missed it. Earlier he said we should have a handshake and by himself practiced one. <laughs> In the background while Sid did what the movie is about <laughs> did, did something related to the actual movie while he in the background i'm gonna read some reviews this one says bromates is absolutely unsophisticated and rarely funny this one says a sight gag in which a dog farts into a used condom <laughs> pretty much sums up this uninspired raunchy <laughs> comedy that feels like a national lampoon reject Pretty much sums up. Psychic, <laughs> which a dog farts into a used condom. That's right. That was like one of the big funny moments of this movie is that the dog is farting into a condom. That was the whole thing. I don't like, do you even think that like a 12 year old would actually find this movie funny? I don't understand how this got a 44% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. And I thought while watching it, who is this movie for? And who finds this? Bu- and 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 honest, and I have. I love that we're like, how did it get 44? <laughs> <laughs> I know that I have 
very specific tastes. And I know I like some stuff that a lot of people don't like. I know that. But who likes this? And no judgment, but who are those people that watch this and like it? I, I'm so... I'm so intrigued by that because it it just seems like it's inherently bad, you know. Like, and I just don't get. I don't. I don't this know. One, this review. Th- this review is strange to me because they said this movie has the making of a great comedy with a hilarious cast, but unfortunately, it struggles to be even the slightest bit funny. <laughs> <laughs> What a start and then end to that review because it feels like I'm I'm kind of like oh it does it has the making of a great comedy. I mean I agree the cla- the cast is funny but it does struggle. Okay, this one says it also just classic scenarios painfully unfunny an asinine witless computing misfire. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Remember this got a zero percent. This review says the crudeness of the feature is downright punishing. <laughs> a lifeless and almost laughless laugher about two jilted by their girlfriend dudes who move in together. Yeah, almost laughless. You do laugh a couple times and then you remember what you're watching. Or you're very quickly reminded what you're watching by the movie itself. This is the last one I'll read. To begin with the good, Bromates features one pretty amusing sight gag and one very funny throwaway line. With that out of the way, here's a generic formless comedy. <laughs> here's a generic formless comedy about a pair of friends what who move in together. What is the sight gag and what are those, what is that this, throwaway did he line? Like this, did he like the... <laughs> Did, Did he? he like oh no! The, please God, the no! What other psych gag no. is there? There's the having sex over him, the toilet. I guess the Jeff, the Jeff seat hitting. What's his Jeff Gordon tattoo on the? Oh my goodness! The line I I actually groaned when the dude was spraying the like porta potty feces, and then he's like, "I can't see shit," and then the other dude was like, "That's all I can see," and I was like. I was like, oh, oh no. I was also speaking of that uh, scene. I was mad that angry Mike goes up to Darlene and goes, your place smells like shit. She didn't deserve that. Darlene's like a good person. <laughs> Darlene was like a good person just trying to live her life. She just was named Redneck Queen. And then for no reason at all, angry Mike appears in, <laughs> in, in her home and says, your place smells like shit and leaves. Why did he say that to her? That's, we don't have beef with Darlene. We like Darlene. Darlene. Oh, he's angry. No, that was fucked up. I, it, it actually made me mad. I was like, you're going to do Darlene like that? <laughs> Darlene was so nice to Sid moments before. It was fucked up. All right. Well, we didn't like it. So I love that he has a conversation with the Jeff Gordon tattoo on her back, even though he wasn't high. So he just, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but they said it was, they said it was the fact that he just got electrocuted. That's oh, what Jeff right. Gordon, Jeff Gordon's oh, as a tattoo right. Do you says. Think that's the psych gag that he liked that he, he, instead of simply stepping outside, instead of literally what any, any, any male would do, any, anybody, any person with a penis would just step outside and pee on the ground. He decides to open a window 
And with the setup of the <laughs> that's an elevated window, and like step up and then try to pee outside of a window. Oh, but and then not just somehow, out of a window, over like a counter. Like he has over to, a he sink. Can't, yeah, yeah, over he, a sink. <laughs> yeah. Right. So the end of the pee will get all over the It will get on stuff, regardless. Regardless. And then somehow his pee hits the electric fly th- trap, and that just that election that somehow electrocutes him from inside like it, the electricity what is it what is it gonna go through it the latches pee? onto the p yeah exactly and then and then that works as, <laughs> that works as a conduit for the electricity and then that hits him and that sends him back no yeah no that's because that's because yes <laughs> <laughs> that's another thing i thought was going to be a setup for something i thought he was going to go outside to pee and then the boyfriend was going to come and see him outside peeing outside of his of, of the place and like that was going to be the problem but no, it wasn't. All right. All right. Okay. Well, thank you guys for listening. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this. We know it. The, we already did the rating, right? We're, we're doing the. We already did it. Right? We did the rating. Or... We did. And I did. I, we did. And I thought, I didn't know if you wanted to add anything. I have nothing to add, Hollywood, except, no, I, I wait here. Let me talk to Hollywood real quick. First of all, Steel could have been in this movie. There could have been a basketball at some point. Second of all, wait, what? If you're gonna green light movies like this <laughs> instead of the toilet, yeah. if you're gonna green light movies like yeah, instead of the toilet, that's yeah, there it is. See, see, you know what I'm talking about, Uncle Drew. Some also an Uncle Drew connection, probably. <laughs> but if you're gonna green light movies like this, green light a black man can't jump feature, cause 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 we we we're not gonna do. It, 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 listen, if something does doesn't feel Right? If it feels too ham-fisted, if it feels too much, too big of a joke, like too big of a, a, of a reach to make that joke, we're going to cut it. We're going to cut it. Okay? But, and, and we promise you that what's going to end up on air is going to be a very thoughtful, very funny piece of cinema. Okay? And if you don't like it, then fuck you. But, but, <laughs> but we're going to try. <laughs> Hollywood. It's time for the cause. We rate and review films. Do this. We don't have not to do based this. on how much we, we don't like have to do them, it but whether and we don't base it on how much we like it. Oh, we base okay. it on whether or not it helps the cause of leading black actors in Hollywood. So if it's someone, oh. if it fully helps the cause, we give it a black fist. If it's someone helped the cause of more leading black actors in Hollywood, we give it a white palm. Right, and if it okay. didn't help the cause at all, then we give it nothing. But not only, on but only like if it all. didn't help the cause at all. Only if it didn't help the cause. Okay. So on the count of three, we'll rate on ratings for bromates, okay? One, two, three. Okay, did get nothing. And that's because <laughs> there's no chance there's, it helped the <laughs> There's no it leading black actor didn't in have this a black movie. lead. <laughs> it used a black man's and it name. Certainly didn't, <laughs> certainly didn't help. Certainly didn't help this black actor. Goodness. Oh, no. Thanks so much for listening. You can rate, you can Thanks for listening. find us at Black Men Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Blackmenpodcast.com is our website. We have links to merchandise that we sell via T Public, like t shirts, things like that, that you can always buy. We have a Patreon that we don't do any new episodes on there anymore, but we have a year's worth of episodes if you want to subscribe to that. And I'm um, um, subscribe whenever you like. Uh, you can follow me at Rule of Three Inc. on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Rule3inc.com. Three is the number three. That's it. You can follow me at John Braylock on Twitter and Instagram, johnbraylock.com. If you rate and review us on iTunes and give us five stars, we'll read your review on the air and see if we have any new reviews. We do. 
Hey. This one. Ooh, wow, we got a several. Oh, I love this. Hmm. Oh my God. Okay, Guys, y'all. We got so many reviews. Thank you for coming in with these reviews. Okay, here we go. This one is by Barjanir. Okay. It says African American horror story. Hey guys, love the podcast, especially the episodes where you break down horror movies like Nope, People Under the Stairs, and Barbarian. Ooh. When done well, I think black horror explores the horrors of black American culture through the lens of fantasy and keeps it from feeling like just another black pain film. And I love how you guys can highlight that aspect of the genre through your discussions. Have you considered doing an episode on Bones and all since it has a black female lead? Oh, I all? thought I thought you oh, were talking bones about Bones, but Bones and all the movie. <laughs> I thought Bones and all is the movie. I sorry. I thought I also thought he was talking about Bones. Bones and all. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it has a black female lead. Does Timothy Chalamet's whiteness cancel out Taylor Russell's blackness? J.K. Uh, if it's if it's truly um, a two person, <laughs> if it's truly that's hilarious. <laughs> Love you, super talented, exceptional Negroes. Wish you nothing but success and joy. Thank you so much. It's so funny because our short film that's been premiering in. Uh, different festivals. Our next festival will be Florida Film Festival, by the way, if you live in Florida. We don't know the dates yet, but you'll have a chance to see our film, Mahogany Drive, our short film, Mahogany Drive, which is kind of a, exactly yeah, like this, a little bit. Yeah, of, exactly. It's a little bit of horror comedy. Yeah, horror. Yeah. Anywho, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll check that out. Bones and all. Okay, thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Peace. Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Produced by Melissa D. Montz. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcast on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at foreverdogteam to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. Bow, <coughs> bow,